are listening to the SNC podcast with Fola Shade Anozie. To ensure that you don't miss subsequent episodes and to listen to past episodes, you can visit us on our various social media platforms at the SNC podcast. So that's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. And that name is universal across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, and iTunes. Today on the sixth episode of the SNC show, I have with me Nigerian music producer, MC, and studio director XYZ. XYZ is well known as a go-to producer for the unorthodox and fresh hip-hop sound. He has produced songs for artists such as Mode 9, Illbliss, and Eva. XYZ is also a member of Straight Butter, a Lagos-based revered collective of MCs who are Texella, XYZ, obviously him, um, R-Cube, Deck the Nexus, Enigma, and Ray, and they are united by the mutual respect of time-tested friendships and the undying love for hip-hop. XYZ has released musical projects such as The Science Project. In 2011, he released a beat tape titled Experiment Z. Alright. Experiments. Experiments. <laughs> he followed it up with a second solo collection of beats titled Black Hue, a collage of gritty, unrelenting boom bap with some sprinkles of dance hall, soul, and electronica. In 2015, he released another musical project called DOF, which is Depth of Field, which was a work of old and new hip-hop productions with some remixes produced by Straight Butter co-member and producer DJ Techzilla. Last year, he released the Extramentals XYZ Volume 1, which contained beats from his archives used by Nigerian rappers such as Mode 9 and Illbliss, some beats that had never been heard by any of his fans, and one new track called Celebrate. Finally, welcome to the show, XYZ. Thank you. Now, oh, wow. <laughs> but first of all, why do you have all these names that are hard to like pronounce? Like, ex- like experiment. Ex- like, I'm trying to say experiment Z, and it's <laughs> making it sound like I didn't go to school. Well, um, okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I've always had issues with naming, with naming stuff. So uh-huh. these days, I'm trying to make the names, you know, uh, a little less complex or complicated or for pronunciation. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, if sometimes you just pronounce it as as it is. Yeah, you know, like experiment mm-hmm. is experiment. Yeah, but you know because Z. of the hip hop thing that we do. Yeah, you try to like you know emphasize um, some of the consonants, so you probably change, you know, a an S to a Z. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, clearly, I still need to like go back to my pronunciation classes to. Keep up. There's, there's really no, um, you know, there's no rule. Yeah. How you pronounce? Yeah. Okay. Well, happy New Year. I wish you the same. How's your day been? Fantastic so far. What have you done to today? Uh, Apart from this. I slept for the most part of today. I was up all night last night. So oh, okay. Yeah, I just, just, uh, you know, we've been talking about this yes. since last year. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I had to just, you know, just get some rest and go for this, then go for another meeting and go back home, do some work. And yeah. Okay. Done. Cool. Thank it's Friday. Too. Yes, it is Friday. <laughs> so do you have any after, pl- pa- after party plans? Like after going to any clubs after? Uh, no, okay. I don't. Okay. I'll probably hang out with a couple of friends okay. uh, for the better part of the evening. Do you go clubbing at all? I used to. Oh, okay. You I stopped? To, yeah. I Why? I don't know, I think I, 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 I grew it, mm. you know, um, I'm not a fan of too much noise anymore, mm. sort of, so it, it, it's just, sometimes I just need my, you know, my head mm-hmm. to be clear of noise and stuff, mm-hmm. even, even if I'm hanging out, I like to hang out uh, at places where the music is there in the background playing, you know, and the people, you can just hear people more and more here and there, and that's it, so you can hear yourself speak, speak. yeah, that, that's just it. That's some, I feel like that's something that that's that's you know like I always tell my friends that I like going to clubs. There's nothing mm-hmm. against that, but no. if I'm going to a club and you want us to be having a conversation, mm-hmm. that's another place for us to be having a conversation. No, like because we're yelling, yeah. you're yelling. So you have your guy, you have your guy. You know, someone's trying to say something like, "Hey, you know what? I'm trying to, <laughs> what did you? I didn't get that. What? I said I didn't get Wait. that. Did you see that girl? What? You know, stuff like that. And before you know it, someone is piercing. Um, what was it called? Sound waves into mm. your eardrums. It's just crazy. Or even spitting crazy. on you. Yeah. yeah. Just, so, yeah. hey. <laughs> but I know, it, it used to be fun back then. For me, mm-hmm. just now, I, I don't know. For now, I just think I'd rather just spend my time at places where it's just chilled and cozy. You know, mm-hmm. I like to talk, have conversations with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I love to dance too. I, I dance a lot. So, you know, but hey, I 
right now i'm not too into that for now why didn't you ever become a dancer why didn't i become a dancer um is it do you dance strictly hip-hop dance or is it everything a, everything oh, everything nice. i i there's hardly any um dance that ever came out that i i never tried salsa so Okay, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I like salsa. That's why. <laughs> so I mean, it's I yeah. Didn't do that one. Okay. Uh, but if it was hip, if it was trendy, if mm-hmm. it was if it was uh, urban, mm-hmm. uh-huh, that kind of stuff, if it was urban, then yeah, you, you probably see me. I did all the MJ. I have pictures of me winning um, best dancer prizes. Oh, you said Yeah, you see me do the MJ, the, MJ. Yeah, the moonwalk, and wow. all that stuff. I did it. I used to teach, do some choreography. I used to teach people how to dance when I was in secondary school. Oh wow! Yeah, good that they can picture. <laughs> picture it's you doing the moonwalk right yes yeah. yes okay cool well now that we've gotten that out of the way mm-hmm. we know that you can dance all those good great stuff um what is your real name who's xyz oh my name um i'm nee family of five family of four family of three family of four okay you know, i'm the firstborn okay I, um, yeah i'm from ondo state mm-hmm. born and bred in lagos of course mm-hmm. um that's pretty much it. Did you go for secondary school, primary school, uni? Um, secondary school or primary school. My first, I, I, I went to two primary schools okay. and we had to move. You know how it is now. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you move, then you have to change schools yeah. and everything. I went to AZ International, that's Ajawa State. Okay. And I also went to Maryland Convent Private School. Okay. Yeah. After which, they now took me from Lagos, from an all-English-speaking school <laughs> where you don't speak vernacular and they threw me to Jebubo Modesty College. Wow. And it was like, it was a crazy experience. <laughs> was what was it? Oh my gosh! You know? But it's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. So if you see me, you, you know that. Um, yeah, this is the guy that went through this. So it was it was a serious culture shock type transition for mm-hmm. me. You know, you know that whole that's that boy that doesn't know how to speak Yoruba now. <laughs> Only <laughs> you know stuff like that, and you just have to you just have to blend it. Mm-hmm. So six years of craziness, and you come out. Um, something different, Changed. something entirely yeah. different. Yeah. Do you feel like that toughened you and that made you more able to adapt to different situations? Most definitely, of course. That did. I still, I'm still in touch with my school principal, oh. which is amazing. <laughs> very, very interesting scenario situation. I, I don't, I, ne- I can't even place how it happened. I think it was last year or two years back. She's on Facebook, so you know how we did. Mm-hmm. But she's not even based in Nigeria right now. Oh, okay. You know, I, one of my mentors someone I usually used to look up to. Mm-hmm. And we just talk from time to time, you know, and I would tell her a reminder how hellish it was <laughs> back then. And she was like, yeah, she understands. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it makes you the man you yeah. are. Okay, what about uni? Yeah, um, University of Lagos. Oh, what is uni like people? Akoka, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's what you see. That's what everyone says. But you know we're everywhere. Yes. You can't just help. You it, are, you, know? you and, are. And for some reason, everyone thinks that we are arrogant, kind of, you know, you know people mm-hmm. that finish Akokites, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, that kind of thing. But uh, I'm not too sure if it's arrogance. It's just who we are. You know, if, if you put a couple of people in a place and there is a mindset, you know, how you you teach them how you communicate, how they re- relate and interact with each other. And they look up to the good things of life. They look up to um, they look up to the standards that they've set them for themselves and mm-hmm. not limited to just, you know, Lagos mm-hmm. or Nigeria or Africa alone. So stuff like that now makes them find who they are and they create relationships so that tomorrow when they're out, they tend to be able to dabble into a lot of things. I'm not saying like people that go to other schools like the Great Efes and mm-hmm. uh, the rest of them are not, you know, there. But you, you you'll find more University of Lagos guys, in, in most especially in the entertainment industry. Mm. Really, like spread for your people. <laughs> it's funny when I was young, I wanted to go to Unilag. I really did, but almost everyone wanted to. Yeah, but I almost didn't. I uh, went to yes, and before I went to Unilag, I went to Yaba College of Technology. Okay. Yeah, where I um, did um, my national diploma, okay. computer science. After which I now went. I was supposed to do a direct entry, but mm-hmm. it didn't work. Uh, I had to take UNE again mm-hmm. and again and again and again wow. and again. You know, and eventually you got in computer science. Yeah. Okay. Come so you had your degree in computer. I finished. I tried. I finished. <laughs> it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Well, we're, we're glad that you know you were able to overcome the obstacle. Now, how did you get the Monica XYZ? Um. I'm sort of like uh, this guy that uh, can do quite a number of things. And um, like you, you, 
well, mostly arts ish, mm-hmm. you know. Um, then I've, some in a kind of way, in a funny kind of way, yes, I've always been an art guy because mm-hmm. I like to express myself. I used to draw as a kid, mm-hmm. so I would draw all my toys and go and show my friends. They would think they are awesome and everything, you know. And they used to look and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you know, go, growing up and everything, you find out that most folks, especially in Nigeria, want you to become a doctor, yeah, or become an engineer, yeah. or a banker, or something, a lawyer. You know. So yeah, my dad tried. He, he would put me down and ensure that I did my maths, you know, and that was it. It was the maths thing, and I became a science student. Oh. You know, I could do, I could, I could easily do maths. It's my mm-hmm. favorite subject anyway. Hmm. And I was, I was doing art at the same time, mm-hmm. but I couldn't study art because nobody sees you, mm-hmm. you know, so, no, they, they, they don't really see a future in art, you know, so, hey, you will do maths. So because of that, people tend to label me a lot. It's easy to label me. So when you see me, you just want to give me a name. Mm-hmm. My secondary school was, we, we were tagging everything. Everything and everything you see will be tagged. So if we, if you just mentioned, and I remember when I was in secondary school, my first night, it was crazy. My, I was weeping throughout. So, <laughs> yeah. And the guys were making fun of me. And they told me that I was, you know, at night it was dark. There was no light. It was all lanterns. Yeah. So imagine for the first time in a regimented situation yeah like it was like a prison yard with bunks and everything yeah so we were just for the first time all the juniors the jesus one guys that just got you know in to the school mm-hmm. we we're just having a conversation and i just made a comment because it was in a jabugo i said oh everywhere is surrounded by bush there's you know bush here and mm-hmm. bushes everywhere how come we have bushes everywhere it's, this is scary and the guys just immediately gave me a name george bush that was my first name. So I ran through a series of names. Mm-hmm. You know, and because um, I, I was into the arts and, and I, w- I used to represent my school a lot. So if we were to do a performance, I would probably represent my school in a quiz competition. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm representing them in an arts literary competition. I'm mm-hmm. probably doing poetry at the same time too. And I was going to probably mime a song, mm-hmm. you know. So they probably call me Snoop. So for like um, a session, two terms, I'll probably be Snoop. So I was once crisscross. I was Snoop because mm-hmm. I did jump. Mm-hmm. I did Snoop. Uh, Mother was the case, and um, you know it went yeah. on and on. So you got you know, to. So, but I, it wasn't. It was when I was. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking so long because okay. every time people keep asking me these yeah. questions, I think like you know story. sometimes I just want to like clear it out. Mm-hmm. So I think when I got to high institution, and you know you've been doing all of these things, then you start finding out that you could actually start making your own music because mm-hmm. I used to. I used to recite almost every rap song, mm. you know, that came out then. Mm-hmm. I would go to schools and people would invite me to come and perform um, a DMX track, mm-hmm. you know. You know. <laughs> and then um, after a while, I thought, yo, I could start writing my own rhymes, you know. So mm. when that started and people were like, yo, bro, you can speak, you can rap, you can do this, you can do that, you know. So I had to get a name. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what kind of name am I going to give myself, you know. And I... It took me a while. I couldn't come up with anything. And I, I, I never saw myself as someone that would just go by uh, an easy, cheesy name, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I was listening to Wu-Tang that period. I think the Wu-Tang Clan actually made me what I am right now. Mm-hmm. And um, they had funny, this nomenclature yeah. thing going on in the Wu-Tang Clan. So you ha- they had all, now I probably would use the term funny names, mm-hmm. but those names were quite significant and iconic for someone like me. Mm-hmm. So if you see them, they had this... Um, three initials that yeah. make up the full name. So mm-hmm. you have the wizard, you have the Jiza, mm-hmm. you have um, GFK, that's Ghostface Killer. Mm-hmm. You know, so those, you know, that kind of naming style appealed to me. Yeah. You know, and I thought, hey, won't be a bad idea to, you know, have that style too. And I thought, oh, what would be the best thing? What would be the best thing? What would be the best thing? And I racked, I went through the entire alphabet list and everything, and I said, you know what? Last three letters will work, <laughs> you know. Coupled with the fact that I like, ma- I like, I like ma- math, ma- yeah. mathematics, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it's a term for variables. Mm-hmm. So I was able to do it. I, I could do quite a number of things mm-hmm. as far as that is concerned. So when you're saying, "Oh, we don't know exactly what he's doing," so you say, "Okay, like X, Y, Z, ish." Yeah, that's it. Well, thank you for that introduction about how you got the name X, Y, Z. So X, Y, Z. How long have you been producing music? Um, it, I'd say it's a decade now. Yes. Oh wow! 
yeah, last year made it a decade. I was supposed mm. to release like a X years of X. I'm just leaking this. I'm not supposed <laughs> exclusive. To say yeah, it, it's in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, um, X years of X should be like ten years of X Y Z. You know, and then um, I've been I've been producing quite longer than that though. But you know when if we talk of production and and when it when it starts to get out to the public mm-hmm. to the media, mm-hmm. I'd say ten years. Oh, okay. Now, before I'm going to talk about how did you even get into how did you get into music production? But do you play any instruments? No, I don't. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna get back to that because mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. the yeah I'm gonna get back to that. Yeah. Okay, so um, how did you get into music production? Um, okay, so uh, I started rapping. I started making my own my own music. I started mm-hmm. making you know writing rhymes and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I had a friend, uh, someone that we grew up together. Uh, my best friend, his name is Aziz. I can't really. He had a couple you know, different kind of names to add things. So I just go with ABC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. ABC. So we had a, we had a group. It's called Afro Mystic Tech. Mm-hmm. AMC. So yeah, we used to rap. We used to make songs. We 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 had Airplay in '99 back then, mm-hmm. and on Rhythm and Style FM. It was mad. They gave mm-hmm. us great rotation back then. Mm-hmm. So we would go and look for producers that w- that could produce our kind of sound, which was strictly hip hop. It was difficult at that time. The people that were making that kind of music where the tribesmen, mm-hmm. the um, SWAT roots, mm-hmm. payback time people, the mm-hmm. Mode 9, mm-hmm. LD, Extra Large, um, mm-hmm. Solo D, mm-hmm. and um, um, OD, Terry mm-hmm. the Rap Man. Them. Yeah. Then we had um, the, the Solo Lyra people, mm-hmm. um, OJB, um, uh, Rugged Man, them, mm-hmm. and them mm-hmm. too. Then we had the um, uh, first stack people, the mm. FTT people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the um, Deadly Underground. We had the Raw Frogger and Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, we had those people that were making music. So we had this guy that used to pro- pro- produce for them back then, especially the FTT guys. Intruder, that was our first producer. Intruder, um, it was between him and um, Paul Ikedire. We weren't sure who actually produced that track, Casalago Boss. I think it's one of mm-hmm. the best hip hop tracks that <laughs> came out from Nigeria ever. True. My own personal track. Mm-hmm. Then. You know, it was very interesting to hear about it. And then we, we 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 had to go look for Intruder, okay. and he made a first production for us, mm-hmm. you know. And then after then, we started making more music, and then we looked for other producers. Mr. Daz produced me. In fact, Mr. Daz gave me my first Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody remembers Mr. Daz, but it was one of the great producers too that came at that period. Mm-hmm. I think he produced one one hit for two hits for some guys then in the mainstream mm-hmm. and then um, also you'll be amazed at this too um dj z's produced produced us too back then oh. yeah hip-hop some real hard hip-hop stuff before he he, he ever yeah. started making commercial yeah. music yeah he produced for us back then too you know but because i was looking for a particular sound which were it, it was it was challenging to find someone to, you know, I will probably have uh, issues with communicating what I wanted in my head to them. Mm-hmm. So even if you hum a sound to someone, you know, they might not be able to still bring it out the way they want, they, they, you want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Or even if they bring it out, it, it won't still go down. Then mixing was an issue, the way the sounds came out, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I, was, I wasn't just feeling it. It wasn't just working for me, you know. And because I was a computer science student, I... I, I, I I was able to get my computer system then. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be using for school. But, you know, you, you were going to download quite a number of softwares on it. And then because I was into music, it was only natural for mm-hmm. me to have Fruity Loops and some of those um, musical Software. um, producing softwares mm-hmm. on it too. So I got the music softwares and everything. I got it from Mr. Daz and, you know, and he, gave, he just showed me some pointers. This is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do. I'm like, okay, fine, no problem. And I started picking my drums. Boom, 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 boom. You know, boys will say, what's this? This is whack. Don't play this thing, you know. Don't play this thing to people. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's not, it's not good. It's not, it's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be a producer and stuff. They told me all of that stuff. Yeah. You know? But, you know, for some reason, I kept going on at it. You know, and my consciousness to rap music started increasing. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, becoming enlarged. Mm-hmm. You know, I was identifying sounds. I could say that you know what this sound this is what i was attracted to to 
some certain kind of sounds, mm-hmm. you know, and the way the way they were arranged, and you know, it was just fascinating to hear some kind of productions. You would hear um, um, a shook ones by Mob Deep, and mm-hmm. you would look at them like, why is this sound so, you know, like this? Mm-hmm. The melancholy, you know, the feeling, the, that airy sound, it was so attracting and appealing to me. And I'm like, you know, I need to be able to do this stuff. I didn't know about sampling then, but you know. I don't remember anybody ever telling me about sampling, mm-hmm. but because I was making productions, I used to try and create my own my own sounds from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I was playing. I, I didn't know how to play instruments, but I would pick, you know, my keys. Yeah. You know, place my percussions, the drums, and everything. Then try and lace a bass line. You know, those were the basics. Mm-hmm. You know, but because I didn't have that expertise, mm-hmm. and because I was trying to create from scratch, I was challenging mm-hmm. for someone that didn't know how to play yeah, instruments. Instrument. You know. So, for some weird reason, you just find out that there were some beats that were made, sample beats that were made, and that you would just hear a sample, a snippet in the production. And, you know, I thought, okay, let me try this thing. Although it's like still, you know, <laughs> but it's, or, it's not original too. But it, I don't think, you know, and I just said, okay, you know what, let me try. And I think it was, it was like an error. I just dumped a sample on on the on the timeline mm-hmm. of, of the um, um, the sequencer, mm-hmm. you know, and the loops, <laughs> the loop just sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything; it just sounded amazing. And I played played it to people, and they were like, "What's this? This is so dope!" And I started making you know variations and everything, and that was it. Wow. That was it. In fact, after that, my playing production mm-hmm. now even. Um, um, ad, um, um, how do I put it now? Became it more it became better, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it became better. I was now playing more stuff, and you know, because I, I don't know, I just started seeing more, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I was opening more to the production process mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, that's how, that was how I got mm-hmm. into production. It was the need for a particular sound, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't see anybody that was going to be able to create except it yourself. Now, two questions on that discussion: Do you think that as a producer, sampling is something that limits or inhibits a producer's creativity no i don't why mm. i think um um like uh, i don't know uh, probably quote nas nas probably quoted someone that uh, the, no no idea is original mm-hmm. you know there's nothing no one had his son it's never what you do but how it's done mm-hmm. so <laughs> so it's like anything you see it's it's a reflection of what exists already mm-hmm. you know it's a reflection of what you've heard before you know even though it sounds fresh and new it's just the way it was now represented mm-hmm. to you you know so i think even in sampling there's a whole range of there's a wide range of um, um, of uh, expertise or uh, expression that you can you can put to it it doesn't limit your you know your creative abilities in any way in fact it just helps you become a better producer because when when you've played sometimes the icing on the cake will just be a small sample mm. that you place on it mm. and that would just be what would, people would just love about the production okay yeah. what about what about producers who sample copyrighted songs of other people and they don't get the clearance or the rights or the license to do that what's your take on that because a lot of songs in nigeria you hear samples of other songs whether it's nigerian or international what's your take on that okay um before we go on i think um, um I can't, can i use the word guilty um part of this people that you're talking about mm-hmm. okay so as far as clearance uh, sample clearance is concerned or clearing the sample mm-hmm. or whatever is concerned i think it's only appropriate is only fair is only right that you go and clear your samples mm-hmm. so if you have something that you've taken from someone else's creative production mm-hmm. it's only fair and right that you say you know what i got this from this place please will you permit me to be able to use part of your work on this work mm-hmm. and because of course there's a wide range of applicable um processes mm-hmm. legal and mm-hmm. what whatnot that you approach contracts and all that stuff mm-hmm. there are even some samples that have been cleared without payment mm-hmm. because um either the artist just feels like okay um i'm just happy that you guys came. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. let me let me help your yeah, careers yeah. okay go mm-hmm. fine I've, I've given you the um you go ahead yeah or okay this is it 
you don't need to see me see my lawyer see my yeah. company my see my publishers manager. or whatever mm -hmm. this is the rates these are the rates mm -hmm. if you're taking this music from here this is what you pay mm -hmm. i think it's a process that has been established and i think i don't think anyone should go against that mm -hmm. but that being said there are some because music of course is right now is it's gone beyond um, when you use the a dots and the dots and you go to a studio where for instance where we are right now people can't see you go to a full studio and you know it takes it takes a lot to make a production mm -hmm. you know it takes a full band a live band but now you can sit in the comfort of your room and make a whole album you know without mm -hmm. any um, additional you know people mm -hmm. but because of that process and every, many other things that have been happening and technology and you know music has gone beyond you know how we used to see it how people just say okay you know what this song is coming from this record label you know when you need to be signed back then if you weren't signed to a major label you aren't a musician now you can be indie and be number one se top mm -hmm. top selling you know, you know so because of stuff like that you have the underground too the underground scene where is the place that you most likely find someone like me mm -hmm. and a whole lot of other people that we are mostly indie and we don't we don't we don't make music mostly most of the time for commercial purposes mm -hmm. we do music just because we feel like okay this is what we're supposed to do mm -hmm. i particularly i feel like after a while there will be a time where music won't be sold as music no the disorder you probably be selling it as content because um of, of your brand mm -hmm. and they want to hear it because of who you are mm -hmm. because by then everybody will be singing it's how I feel about how everybody's talking mm -hmm. be I believe I, it's not if I read this anyway mm -hmm. but I believe that there was a time when people weren't communicating the way we are right mm -hmm. now so there were just a few people that started studying a particular kind of language and the other people were like savages you know, they were like blah 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 blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. and some other people were trying to be very constructive and they could communicate better. And those people were like legends mm -hmm. to these other people. So those people were like, you know, the people that they look up to. I feel like that's how music is right now. And after a while, it's important and paramount that everybody has to learn how to speak okay. a particular language just because you have to communicate. Everybody can sing, and because of technology right now, everybody can have a studio in their house. Mm -hmm. I even tell I say I tell everyone, make sure you have a song before you die. <laughs> you don't it you don't you don't need to put it out there. But just make sure you try singing and recording it. It oh, could be yeah. you could yeah. It's like how it is in, in the United States. Every kid knows how to play basketball. Not every kid. Maybe not every kid, but you know what I'm saying. Like if you let, let's shoot hoops. Let's just you try bounce, you know, let's just bounce then, you know Except, except if you want to go pro, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that, yes, there will be people that will eventually still be there because of their brands. They might not necessarily be making superb music, mm -hmm. but because of, of the brand factor. Mm -hmm. You know, people now say, hey, I just want Kim Kardashian to just say, ha, 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 la, 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 la. And it's trending. Mm -hmm. And it's sold millions of, billions of copies, you know. So that's how I just feel about it. As far as sampling is concerned, Clear your samples if you have to. If you can't, they will come for you if you <laughs> get it. So even if, even if, if you're you even if you're small, I think that the world is becoming so. Well, it's not even globalized. Becoming it's the world's yeah, actually smaller. becoming smaller. Yes. And if you think that um, oh no, whoever owns the copyright of the work that in question is not going to hear the song because the person is far away in Ukraine, the world has made it such that anybody can you know send it to that person and say this is your you know so. I just wanted to get your take on that as a music producer. Now, what production tools do you use when you produce music? Um, um, mostly software-based. Can you I name them? Software-based production. Uh -huh. You know, um, I use um, software tools like Fruity Loops. I used to use the Acid Pro back in the day. Mm -hmm. But because of my work schedule these days, I just stick to one. Because, you know, when you're running in between um, too many mm -hmm. interfaces, it slows you down. So Fruity Loops is, is like a one-stop shop. For you, okay. Yeah, so you, you work with artists such as Mood Nine, Il Bliss, and Eva, right? Can you talk about what that experience was like, especially someone like Mood Nine, who like legendary, 
Um, you obviously produced tracks for him. What was that experience like? Was it? Did, was did you ever feel like, oh my gosh, this is not like not like not like you're a fan, you're a fanboy, but did you feel like, oh, this is mode nine? I had to represent and give him my A game. You know, as I'm an advocate of um, organic growth, it's important that you become who you have to become, just so that you can. Um, you 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 won't be dictated to you how you should act mm-hmm. or behave or deal with um, um, your clients or wherever you're working. With, mm-hmm. You understand. So it took me a while to get to um, this point that I am right mm-hmm. now. But it's a it's a wonderful experience. Even though I'm the very very most, I think I have to be one of the most unorthodox produ- producers mm-hmm. in Nigeria right now. There are quite a number of them too out there, especially mm-hmm. as far as the hip hop genre is mm-hmm. concerned. Sometimes I'm not there when the production is going on. I'm a beat maker, mm-hmm. so I design the foundation, the layouts for you. So you come, and the way rap music is is there's really not much going on. We have a bit, you write to it, and you speak. It's that simple. I don't even have to be there, really. So the, the way I the way I do this beat, I just make them. I, I'm okay. I'm I'm the sort of producer that just loves to make beats. Okay. I love to make beats. I make beats like, oh my god, I've not made beats in like six months though. It's it's, it's terrible. So <laughs> I think if all of, of all the things that I do, the one that would be easiest for me in my sleep when I'm probably in my deathbed or if for some reason if I'm just helpless and I can't do anything else uh, I can make beats so do you consider yourself a beat make beat maker or a music producer so what would you what would you identify I'm both I consider myself both I consider myself a beat maker because I think everything everything that you have to do you know the beat guides you the beats is everything is is the, is the vehicle at which you use to drive your song your music and then um, my love for beats is is what has brought me into production. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would make beats even if nobody is rapping, even if nobody's patronizing, even if nobody's. That's why I have beat tapes out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I consider myself a beat maker mm-hmm. because of that, and also because some there are many songs I don't listen to the lyrics because mm-hmm. even if it's not trashy, it's just I just can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. So I just listen to the beats because I think this this beat is mad, is nice, I like it. You know, but as a music producer, because I I can direct the flow of the yeah. song and say you know what let's do this like this let's do this like that how how about you take that verse out let's mm-hmm. let's do this verse okay let me put let me lay these vocals mm-hmm. put these vocals on it it won't be bad if you put see me on this hook this that 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 so i, I because i direct the yeah. production process yeah i'm also a music, music producer. producer but for you you feel like your go-to will always be beat making yeah. versus music production yeah interesting interesting now what was the experience like producing let it go from mode nine um, Let It Go is um, is, um, is is one of there was a period in, uh, you know that um, I think I had these wonderful speakers I mean earphones right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I was producing like tons of beats it was the Risa Chambers earphone after mm-hmm. I used the beat the Dr. Dre beat earphone mm-hmm. beat by Dre I there was something about the beat by Dre that wasn't just me I just like ah no <laughs> I think the frequency, the high frequencies are too high or whatever. It's just not me. So mm-hmm. I got the, the, the one from Razor and mm-hmm. it was just balanced. So I made a couple of beats. The beats I made that period where I think up till now has to be one of my best strings of beats that I've made. So that was where all the production for Alphabetical Order came from. So Let It Go was one of the beats that I made too, you know. And it was it was that beat that I knew that oh, whoever is going to rap on this beat will kill it. <laughs> I do this This is what I do man Like you can't get the best of me in any way So just let it go bro <laughs> It's no not baby XYZ on the beat <laughs> Yeah let it go Let it go let it go let it let it go Let it go let it go let it let it go Let it go let it go let it let it go Let it go let it let it go what inspired the beat? Like, where you just... You know, um, um, because of the way I make, I produce, mm-hmm. I just look for some... I, I dig. It's called digging. I dig, I dig, I dig, I dig in the crates. So I go back, way back, into when music was really beautiful. 
shout out to all the producers out there all your music is beautiful I'm, not saying <laughs> I'm just saying when music was really beautiful back then the things that inspired us the things that we grew up listening to I love to go back to them and listen to them for if not for nostalgia's sake but for the sake of you know something that would make you feel good about making music mm -hmm. so I take them I shuffle them around sample them resample them then I lace drums on them and they come out wow fantastic beautiful so everybody's saying they like it they like it they like it you know I think there wasn't a particular moment where we were together making alphabetical order. Alphabetical order was like a remote production. Oh. It was it happened remotely. Right? And I was here, but now was there. so I sent him beats, tons of beats. You know, I just sent him beats. I sent him beats, and it was like, yeah, it's time X Y Z and and, and mode nine. It's time to do that work, you mm -hmm. know, and everything. So he would record and you know then send me, you know, sound bites and you know, rough takes mm -hmm. and everything. I would listen and I would make my comments and mm -hmm. suggestions and it'd be like, yeah, 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 nice one, nice one and, you know, we go back and forth. So when I heard Let It Go, in all honesty, I didn't quite understand the direction yet. I think it was the mix. So it was sounding kind of, I don't know what's happening here, you know. That particular song, my input as far as producing is concerned was quite limited, you know. But I did the whole beat and arrangement and everything and, you know, Moodnight just jumped on it and he did the track and, was beautiful. So when I heard this, this series of tracks that he recorded that period, and I heard "Let It Go" with it, I was like, "Yeah, this is this, this is the song, right? This is the song." When we knew it was the song, it was it was the single, kid single that was going to come out from Alphabetical Order. Okay. Now, do you feel like "Let It Go" opened doors for you in different ways? Because it was it was a track that people seemed to like a lot. So do you feel like it was like, "Oh, who produced the song?" Because did you, you said you didn't produce the song, right? That what you said. Oh, you just made the beat. Uh huh. Now, okay. Let me be clear now. So, do you feel like the song opened doors for you as a music producer even further than it had before? Before you, um, the song had been released. Um. Yeah. The challenge that we had was that I was having, having a conversation with a friend yesterday, and we had the same conversation: is getting into the mainstream. Whether we wanted to get into the mainstream or not. It wasn't getting to the mainstream was a challenge. We was all deciding. Whether you wanted to. Because, you know, f yeah, we, we're going to probably be talking about the money thing and not, but the art was key. It was paramount that we, we, we did something about it and we stuck to it. It was important that we stuck to it. We had to stick to it religiously. And Let It Go for me was a track that I slept on it, in all honesty. I slept on it in I, I I was thinking, you know what, XYZ, you've been known already for your previous work. In fact, you that's why you're doing this project, you know. But let it go, of course, open up doors, especially with the video. I shot the video for Let It Go you mm. know, and everything. And when people saw the video, people were like, We've not seen hip hop this beautiful in a minute, you know? And based on that I had people coming to me, you know, for production and for videos. video. So let it go. Yes, it did open doors. Okay. Now before I move on from mode nine, what was the what was the fight that you said? You talking about some fight? There was no fight really. It was just a misunderstanding. What was the misunderstanding? Um, um, I think my first production for mode nine was on his album. Uh, was it a plurbus? Plur no, I think it was, and. Um, there's this track called um, The Game Needs Me. Okay. And it wasn't credited to me. Oh. And you produced it. Yeah, I did produce it. You know, because I was I was dropping beats here mm -hmm. and there. So I'll go to Night House, I'll drop beats, I'll go to Mike Walker, I'll drop beats. Mm -hmm. so they had people had my beats everywhere. So what they did was we were planning to work on a particular project. Okay, maybe a mixtape, maybe something. XYZ come and give us some beats. Okay, I drop beats. So when you guys get to that point where you've discovered what you want to do with it, let me know. Then the next thing, Bod Nine went to record some of his tracks at Night House Studios. And that beat was one of the beats that he picked. Now, yes, I had already dropped this beat to them, and they said, yeah, they, they, they liked it. They now give it to him. Now, I won't mind if we share the credit. Yeah. Mind. But the thing was, what happened was that they just took credit, Lighthouse Production. Yeah, oh. Uh, and they left me out. It was a very... Yeah, but now you people are now back to being best friends. That's definitely. <laughs> okay. Do you still work with Illbliss? 
yeah, from time to time. So what has that pro- what ha- what has that experience been like working with Obliss? And how did uh, you even meet Obliss at first? Okay, yeah, I just got back from NYC, my service here, and then um, Texilla told me that yo, people are looking for you. <laughs> you know, people are looking for you. We were yeah, fresh from our first mixtape. That was um, the straight butter illustrated mm-hmm. mixtape. We were just fresh from make, dropping that, and we we just we had just dropped our uh, we also just dropped our the anthem video and track. Yo, please was like, yo, who made this beat? Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas was like, ah, it's X Y Z. It's just one guy mm-hmm. like that. It's not. It's not too friendly, like though. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> not know? too uh, friendly. Okay, you know what? Okay, fine, no problem. I want to meet him now. How do I meet him? Then yeah. he gave him. Then we exchanged. They gave him my contact. And yeah. Everything. So Ily called me up and like, yo, dude, let's meet. Let's walk. I like yeah. this stuff. Let's walk. You know, and that was it. That was how we met. And you know, from then till now, we've been great collaborators as mm-hmm. far as making hip hop music is yeah. concerned uh, our resume can tell yeah. I mean the catalog rather can tell mm-hmm. uh, musical our position of power I think it's fantastic it's a fantastic piece of work now talk about the great Osadabi beat that everybody seems to love how did you come about making that beat what was what was going through your head when you were making that did you think did you say this has to be specific to Ilbis or just like let me just make something that I love or it's interesting or it's foreign or it's new or fresh okay, it's one, this is one of those strikes that I was a music producer on it mm-hmm. so yeah we were trying to make we're trying to do the um, second installment for what's it called um, position of power uh-huh, yeah. and then um, we're looking for beats we're trying to make sounds and everything so you know that period I was on and off I wasn't it was, I wasn't in my best you know, my A game mm-hmm. production wise. Mm-hmm. You know, but we would have studio sessions, sit down and you know try stuff. You know, sample this, sample that, play this, play that. List a fat bass line, sequence a you know a crazy um, drum sequence. You know, and do stuff. We, we were just trying a whole lot of stuff. Then what happened was that he had already dropped um, the, the verses to Osadebe. He had already laced them. I, I now came because this there was this particular sample I've had for a while, almost a year, and I've been trying to work it. Mm. It wasn't working. Mm. It wasn't just working. And I didn't know what to do. Immediately I heard his verse. Immediately I heard Elvis' mm-hmm. verse. I just knew it. It didn't take me five minutes mm. and the beat was done. Wow. It did, once I heard the verse, yeah. the first verse, yeah. and the way Elvis just came. And okay, we cut the sample to Osadebe. Osadebe was that 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 um, line or Sadebe, you know, the whole chorus and everything was taken from a song that uh, I think it was the funeral track or one of his old older tracks. Mm. So he took it from there. So we now took it and we now did yeah. the, the chopping and mixing yeah. and everything. So that was what gave me like, yes, I know what to do now. <laughs> I just went for that sample. Yeah. Like, you know when you have something like I this is the sample, like yeah. the sound, yeah. and it came out wonderful, fantastic, beautiful. That's really cool. now in your opinion what makes a great music producer two things my uniqueness you know i'm just different from what every other person does so yeah that was one two um This one, I think, is just uh, the style uh, because I, it's it's important that my beat touches me. If it can touch me, then I think it can. Even if it's just a few people, five people, it will touch them deeply, you know. And it's that melancholy, that soulful feeling when you when you hear that sound, you know. So when sometimes you know people, some people like some kind their chords to have a particular flow, a particular variation, or a particular way it goes. There's a way that me, I like mine to go. Uh, I can be very moody sometimes, you know. I like to to travel a lot, you know. Just, I'll call me a dreamer. But 
you know when I'm there is the way these sounds they are surreal and when you hear them they just appeal to you in a kind of way so I like to bring them together combine them and put them in a loop so it's hypnotic okay so that's uh, that so that's what you think makes you a great producer now what makes generally a good music producer what do you think are two things that a music producer who you think is excellent should have um, first and foremost a good ear for sound mm-hmm. you know um, secondly a signature mm. why is a signature important because um, before you start to do any other thing else it's, it, it's, you can identify who it is initially you might not be great great mm-hmm. so people are like testing and sampling maybe it was a fluke maybe it was a fluke mm-hmm. what you did and uh, stuff like that okay it was like how I knew who DJ Premier was I'd already known like 4 beats 5 beats 6 beats and I like these tracks you know I wasn't into who made them yet ever but you just like this song I like this song then the next thing you just say oh that's DJ Premier then you see people you meet people that have now started going deep into music mm-hmm. and they just they don't just know who the artist is or what the name of the song is they know the producer they know when it was produced they know the year they know the studio they know everything so mm-hmm. you start to follow up and you find out things but you know because of this consistency in sound and signature, you can now say, that's Dr. Dre, you know. You can now say, that's Timberland. You can now say, that's Pharrell Williams. And because of those things, you have now built a catalog for yourself Seriously. that stands out and makes you stand out. Before you know it, people will start saying, you're great. You can't be great because you made it. Just one of those beats or two of those beats. Okay. Now, before I move on quickly, you said you don't play any instruments. As a music producer, do you think that it is important for a music producer to be to know how to play a musical instrument or musical instruments? Yes, I do. I Why? Do think so, um, because um, first and foremost, you know the way the, this thing works is your body. You you engage physically, you know. You engage physically. You you pick the drums. You you pick the drumsticks and you do the drum roll. There's this physical approach to it. It's like you're dancing. It's a dance move. If you're playing the keyboards, your fingers are moving. You know, there's a way they communicate with your brain, and it, it, your brain sends signals back, mm-hmm. and everything happens and it works. So that physical feeling is a different experience entirely on its own. So as a producer, you need to be able to know at least one, two, three instruments that you play because it now enhances your understanding of music. It makes you appreciate music. For instance, if I'm about to play a chord. If I call um, it's, it's called Storch to play a chord, and I say, bros, just play something, something, let's just see what you can. Then it, he plays it, and he plays it again, and he plays it again, and you're like, wow, wow, this is amazing. For me, to take me, um, okay, this one, this one, and this one, okay, click, click, click. Then, you know, because I don't even know what chords are. Of so course, I know what they are, yeah. but I, I've not got to that point yeah. where I'm studying. Yeah. I've, I've, okay, so I'll probably guess your next question would be, so what would you, what instruments would you love to Okay, no, no, no. I was gonna say, like, do you think that the your inability to play an instrument has, in some way, quote unquote, hindered or limited your music production, or you don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think so because if it if it has limited it, I wouldn't have been able to produce twenty tracks from those nine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just asking because producers have different responses to that. Some of them say yes. Some of them say no. Okay. Cool. Now, which artist do you hope to work with in the future? Okay, before I answer that, <laughs> I would love to learn how to play the drums. Oh. And the bass guitar. Oh, those why? Are my two favorite sounds ever. Are those are those instruments that you tend to infuse into your production? Are those like core elements that are always in your in a, in an XYZ production? Yeah. You oh. Always find them in an XYZ production. Okay. Um, and, but if, if I'm listening to any track, I would you would see me, you know. Acting like, yeah, I'm playing the drums. Uh-huh. I don't know how to play the drums. <laughs> but you just see me like, yeah. I know when the drums are coming in. Mm-hmm. Then I, I know how to count them. I, I count them in my head and everything. You mm-hmm. know, so, yeah. Okay. And, and, and bass guitar, the bass, the bass is just lovely. You know, I can be miles away and know what song is playing mm-hmm. somewhere else. I'll just be like, oh, that's the song playing. Mm-hmm. Now, before I go to what artists you hope to work with in the future, what is unique about an XYZ production? Like someone hears on the radio, like even if your name is not X Y Z on the beat or whatever, and someone hears, like, oh, that's X, that's an X Y Z. Things, drums and sample. Mm. The way the drums, the, the way my drum counter. You mm-hmm. know, oh, this is boom bap. Mm. Ah, and when hip hop, what did you do? Mm. You know, this is boom bap. Then the samples, 
okay, these instruments are not played. They are actually sampled. Mm. So the, the samples and it goes in the loop. Yeah, that's the XYZ mix. Mm. Okay. Now what artists do you hope to work with in the future? Am I limited to geographical location? No, okay, let's do two from Nigeria, two from interna two internationally. Okay. Um Mr. Abaga. Okay. We're actually supposed to work you know, like this year. Back, you know, okay. you ever blew. Oh really? You know it is, no? <laughs> hopefully yeah. you get to do that this year. Well hopefully. Yeah, okay. And then uh, am I who else? Mm. Who am I feeling now? I'm not going to put myself in the box and I'm not even trying to do so. <laughs> uh, what am I feeling now? Okay, in the, uh, uh, Nigeria right now. Nigeria right now. Boogie, yeah. Boogie. Okay, cool. So, am I Boogie? What about internationally? Hmm, internationally. Internationally. 5'9. Okay. Um, Drake. Okay. What you is it about? mentioned Drake. <laughs> Jade and Drake, like no, I know. people I be taking. Sh- Drake. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying it. You I just mentioned like you mean meaning that it I has, have like it has three meanings. Oh, <laughs> I just mentioned Drake. I just mentioned Drake. Like uh, there's nobody else to mention. Oh, oh, I, I just I just mentioned exactly. Drake. I mentioned Drake for the sake of, <laughs> of mentioning Drake. You know. <laughs> All right, quickly, why would you want to work with Royce and Drake? What I is it about them? I think Royce is um is the most lyrical rapper right now right now mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. worldwide mm-hmm. the most lyrical rapper my own opinion is how i feel okay and some people even say we look alike some people call me royce you know and stuff like that. i think we'll make a great um, um duo yeah yeah a, okay. a whole project project you know um drake yeah drake because he's appealing to the new generation mm-hmm. they might just he might just carry this sound and give this sound to the new generation mm-hmm. that's it okay so Royce and Drake. All right. Now, why did you not ever get signed to a record label? Because you're also an MC. You also spit. Yes. So why did you not ever get signed to a record label? Obviously, there were like not that many record labels back in the days that you were still like emceeing and spitting your game. But some what? Quite ap- some people approached us. Okay. Yeah, quite a number of people approached approached me. Approached us. But. I'm this kind of person that I'm not too, you know, too sure about what people are offering me, mm-hmm. especially when I'm not, I'm like, okay, you know what, you're going to like alter my music and this is not me. Mm-hmm. This is not just me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. You know, we were, we had, um, we were, I was, you know, I'm affiliated to, or I was affiliated to Capital Dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we almost had something like sort of like a deal thing going on right there, mm-hmm. but it didn't materialize because we had um, creative differences. That was it. Okay. I'm shooting my film this year. It's a feature film. You know, I've been working on all of this for a while now, and um, it's been a it's been a, a great deal of um, 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 pain, so to say, so to speak. You know, for me. So yeah, because of all of this, it's important and it's paramount that I get all these things. Yeah. Done. I'm not trying to box myself into being a producer, a rapper, mm-hmm. or a video music mm-hmm. director. If you've noticed, I've not been shooting music. Yeah, before we before we leave, I'm going to ask you a question about the vid as a video producer. Music was see, I feel like I can't speak English to Denny. Like you're just so intimidating. Oh my! You know, like you're a music video director, right? Now, what what is different about being a music video director from being a music producer and MC? Obviously, they're different, clearly, but. In terms of you as a creative person, what kind of what kinds of things that do you feel like you have to bring to one that you don't have to bring to the other? Oh, man, this question uh, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to respond, respond. To it, but it's going to come as I speak on. Sometimes we just have to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, yeah, all these things they are all interconnected mm-hmm. in a, in a sort of way. So yeah, because you're finding who you are. You start off from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was easier to just carry your pet, pa- uh, pet, pen and pad, pen and write rhymes. It was so easy. It doesn't take any form of resource whatsoever except your brain mm-hmm. and then, of course, your voice and everything. So mm-hmm. you come up with words and everything. You put it together. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's a work of art. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good piece of work of art. Then the next thing, because it's like poetry, it goes into making them 
bringing them to life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you have to make them. You have to continue. It's a journey. So I think it's that journey thing that you've made the music, you've produced it, you've made sounds, you've made songs. Plus the fact that I'm a visual person. Mm. So it's just like, oh, it was only natural. You now take it back to the next level and say, you know what, I've made this music and everything, but this is what I see. And still, I feel like nobody can do it the way I want to. Shout out to all the video directors out there. I, I don't see anybody doing videos the way I do videos. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm like super duper, yeah, yeah. you know, video mm-hmm. director, but my videos are different yeah. from, you know, every other person's video. So, yes, because of all of this, they're all interconnected, and you would see a reflection of the MC mm-hmm. in my video. You will see the reflection of the producer in my raps. Yeah. You will see the reflection of the rapper in my production. So it's just like a natural progression from that. And you directed videos um, like um, Maka's Good Time video, right? Yeah, I did. And um, Boogie's Show You Something, right? Yes, that was my last year's um, yeah. project. Yeah. And I do feel like, yeah, I did see a reflection of you being an MC in that particular video, especially for Boogie. Boogie. Yeah. Yes. So. Because you spent quite a number of time watching rap videos. Yeah. And, and what, was that, what was that like working with Boogie? And Maka. They're wonderful people, fantastic artists, you know. It was like I selected those songs because that's what I wanted to start doing. Mm. If I'm shooting your video, I probably selected your song. Mm. I'm not a fan of, um, you know what it is. We're not going into that. So, yeah, it was beautiful working with them, wonderful guys. And we came, we, we created magic. You know, yeah, it's cool. Maka's video is really pretty cool as well. Um, and I edited that too. Oh, Shout out to you for that. <laughs> um, quickly, I didn't talk about Straight Butter because I didn't talk about you, but how did you even like get to know the people in Straight Butter? Because I know Straight Butter is legendary for people who are, who are into hip-hop in Nigeria. Yes, so, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. We all met in University of Lagos, yes. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> except for RQ, every other person went to Union Oh. Yeah. Okay. So Where did RQ go to? Lasso. Oh, okay. Yeah. And because, uh, of course... Uh, yeah, related yeah. to Enigma, my okay. brothers, oh. uh, and I'm also family friends with Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, we all met in Union. Like I was already doing my stuff. Uh, if you read our, what is it called now? Our Bio, yes. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. been doing my stuff, doing my thing. Yeah. And the next thing, he was like, "Did you give you that? Yeah, I did this. Yeah. Did you go check this stuff? Oh, is this you? Okay, uh, we can work, right? Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That's 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 what I read. So good. <laughs> I'm glad you confirmed that. Now, quickly, there's any fun fun random questions. Um, if you had a chance for a do-over in life, what would you do differently? Sometimes, you know, I would think about this, but if looking at the way life works now, it had to happen. So there's really nothing that you would have gone back to correct. That's for me. That's how yeah. It okay. What is your best childhood memory? Watching... The American Werewolf in London and um, Thriller. That's your best childhood memory. Yeah. Now, think now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was horrifying. Then, yeah. But now, it it's right now. It's actually what's making me what I am right now. You are such an interesting child. <laughs> Even though you're not a good job, but you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you could travel anywhere, where would you go and why? Um, I'd go to I'd go to New York City. Why? Right now, because. Uh, just no, 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 no. I take it back. Hmm. I'll go to Europe. I'll go to probably Czech Republic or Prague or mm-hmm. Denmark. Okay. There's a there's 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 a sort of um, nostalgic life there. Some a feeling of a feeling of the, the old world, you know, in modern times. Mm. So I just want to experience that too that at the same time. Mm. And I think there's art still too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the landscapes are mad and incredible. Maybe New Zealand too. Mm. Name three places. Yes, I, you know, and I said, but it's okay. Don't worry, you know. Now, what do you want your tombstone to say? Yeah, in lies the greatest <laughs> filmmaker Yay. out of Africa. Mm. That's cool. That's cool. Interesting and cool. Now, what have you been listening to recently? Oh, let's just say two people in Nigeria and internationally two people. Oh my God. Um, uh, okay, internationally, let me start. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the album I've been I've been digesting actually came out to 114 December, but I've just spent so much time listening to it the whole of last year until this year. Um, um, what's it called now? The Angelos and Black Messiah. Okay. That's that's my album for now. Hmm. Um, 
I listen to Royce too. Mm-hmm. Royce's album. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm listening to Road of Royce. Okay. So those people, what about Nigeria? Nigeria, Nigeria, Nigeria. Oh man, Nigeria. Okay, so yeah. Mainstream. Nobody's gonna be able to hang me for this. I've been listening to a lot of whiskey. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> who, who, who are these people that want to hang you, yeah, eh? Like, and waiters. You, you know, eh? I'm, I'm, there are some people that are my people that, eh? that I'm listening to. Yeah. Not that I'm not listening. Yeah. I've been listening, for instance, I've, I've been listening to some boogie. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I've been listening to quite a number of people. Mm-hmm. Let's go down and on. Okay. But you know, dedicated listening. Yeah. Something. Because my, my challenge is, I'm looking for something new. Mm not necessarily entertainment. Mm-hmm. So if you're not offering me something that I've heard before, I need to hear that this and be like I didn't think that was possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes. Okay. So boogie and whiskey. Yeah. Cool. what are you most afraid of? Being successful and um and just tired. Being successful and tired? Yes. How so? having a challenge oh like being complacent i was going to use that word yeah but you can be a failure and be complacent at the same time too so i found out that you can have so much if i feel right now i feel like if i have so much i probably won't be challenged to become a filmmaker anymore there will be no points if i was comfortable and okay as a music video director i won't be this challenged to to stop wanting to make films Mm. so I need to be hungry. Yeah. To be fully satisfied is a fear that I'm not too sure. To and all these things are just recent things that I've been able to discover about mm-hmm. myself. Hmm. Okay. Now, finally, how would your friends des- how would your friends describe you? Oh man. Um. Yeah. You know, some people will say I'm nice. Some will say I'm arrogant. Some will say um. 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 um, um I'm an interesting person. Last night, somebody called me a very intelligent and smart person. <laughs> Some people think uh, X, Y, Z are just funny. Some think I'm dumb. Some think I'm boring. Mm. So, it's a shit of, yeah. I'm not too sure exactly mm. what it is. It's that X, Y, Z thing yeah. going on. Okay. You know? yeah. The variation. Exactly. Okay. Now, quickly, can you tell us what projects you have in store for 2017? Because you, talk, you talked about the movie. Yes. It's coming out. Does it have a name? Can you talk about that? No? Not yet? Okay. I can just, you know. No, no pressure. I'm just saying. No, I, I, no, yeah, no, I can talk about it. I'm okay. shooting a short film for, first of all this January. Mm-hmm. You know, it's titled Victor, okay. and um, I'm working on uh, my feature too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be later this year. And it's titled Lifeline. Just a few people know about it. Okay, yeah. cool. Any any people that we know who will be acting in the movie, or is it um up and coming actors and actresses that be in the movie? It's a mixer, mixer, mixer of both. Yeah. Okay. Now any um. I guess EPs that will be dropping from you as a music producer or are you going to be dropping any singles as an MC this year? Uh, these days I make music as I move. Okay. You know, so it's, I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm working on something with Exila. It's okay. probably going to be our last Straight Butter offering. Oh, and then what's going to happen to Straight Butter? Disband? Straight, no, no. Okay, so it will still be there. Yeah, you okay. Know we have um, Flo and yeah. Mac and yeah. we have some acts still that we're yeah. working with but as far as XYZ the Exila is mm-hmm. concerned we're going to drop that final boom back wow okay looking forward to that Definitely. so what, y- what you're probably now going to hear is music for film uh, so on that Texela production um, a- apart from this yeah this last of yeah we are going to go into music for yeah film. for film yeah so we probably we'll, you'll probably be hearing soundtracks oh more like that's some, really cool a full, a full um, um, soundtrack album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That see, I'm actually, I actually love soundtrack albums. I actually find myself just listening to soundtrack albums. So that's like, I'm really happy to hear that because yeah. we need that, we need that diver- diversification yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask? Um, okay, yeah. If people want to follow and keep up with you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, how can they reach you? Okay, um, on Twitter, um, tha underscore xyz. So underscore xyz mm-hmm. same as um, instagram tha underscore xyz on facebook i go by my real name but although i have my xyz page which mm-hmm. is just xyz okay so xyz no we're not talking about the yeah. personal needs i got the xyz page yeah. if, if you hit facebook right yeah. now i'm sure you see like tons of xyz, XYZ right yeah okay you, you have to find it you know through 
through my Instagram or my um, Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Now, final advice, not final advice, I guess, last comment for up-and-coming music producers who are trying to make it in the Nigerian music industry. What would you tell them? Making it in the Nigerian music industry is a challenge. It's um, something that you have to put your, your mind and soul towards. You have to put everything to it. Um, there are a lot of ways you can get there. You can be yourself, which is what I would advise you. Just be yourself and grow organically so that you would have longevity. So that even on your bad day, people would still come out to celebrate you because you were real to them. Also, you can play the game, the mainstream game. Open your eyes and be street smart and just play it as they are playing it. You know. So, hey, whatever works for you. Apple and oranges. <laughs> okay, Apple now that's oranges. that's life advice. In terms of music production, what advice would you have for them? I just did the same thing. Well, no, you're like, music you're like, advice. play the, yeah, music, yeah, you're playing the game. Would you tell them, like, to learn how to play the instrument? Would you tell them to, like, read a lot of books, watch a lot of videos on music production? Yeah. Yeah, study a lot, you know. Just, you, you can never go wrong by, you know, having key information. In all the stuff that you hear, mm-hmm. one or two things will stick and, yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, XYZ, for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. I had a great time Same with here. all your knowledge. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, Shade. All right. Nice one. Bye. Bye. The SNC Podcast is produced by Shade Anousier and Tommy Wafamumi. To ensure you don't miss subsequent episodes, you can follow the show on its various social media handles at the SNC Podcast. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And that name is universal across Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Mixcloud. For those who'd like to get in touch with me by email, my email is shadeanosier at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can follow me on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers.